page burners. All right. Uh, what is this episode two? I think it's, yeah yeah we're doing episode two. Episode two. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to Page Burners, <laughs> the show where we rip apart uh, bad literature. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We're back with different suits. Uh, same stripes from prison to penthouse by Jeremy Seagal. Uh, yeah. Uh, so going going forward, I want to say that we. Uh, it's it's really tough to not be too cruel on this one, but the difficulty with t- talking about a bad book is that you're going to have opinions that are, are negative, and these are these are critiques that are fair, or we hope they're fair at least. <laughs> um, the the thing about this is that uh. Like you, you're gonna come across a chapter that's about like in this book particularly because it's supposed to be self-help, but uh, I think his intentions on that are completely different, and I might may get into that later. Um, I think we already kind of covered it in the first episode. We we did specify it was a bit of an ego, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he he definitely like he wants he wants to be looked upon as like an example something to strive for he wants to inspire and i when you think of inspirational literature i i think it is fair to go ahead and say uh that self-help books can fall into that um i i think that's what a lot of people look for when they're looking for inspiration they pop open uh what's that one book you you talk about how to win friends and influence? yeah dale carnegie how to win friends and influence people yeah <clears throat> so like you know if if that's what you see is what would be if if that's what inspires you naturally that would be the kind of book that you would attempt to write but the difficulty in this is that there's a lot of chapters where Maybe the general topic is about growing confidence, and then he goes ahead and he gives some examples, and they might be poor, they might not fit uh, too too well into a wider range <laughs> of people, um, or he goes into a like an unrelated or tangentially uh, related story about his prison life or a fight he once had, um, or he may just have a bad take in it. So where where I stand on this is it's so it's okay and even great to have a good idea but I'm not going to give you credit if you don't follow through on good execution. So having a good chapter on gaining confidence is uh does not just mean that you say it's about gaining confidence and people should gain confidence and confidence is a good thing to have. You also have to execute those ideas in a in a positive fashion and you have to do some do them clearly and concisely and he is not very good at that so i don't want to i don't want to go ahead and get into the minutia of that uh there's a lot of groundwork to cover and there's a lot of inconsistencies in in formatting and I, I don't want to get really mean-spirited and pedantic on things that probably could have been combed out with uh, a first or second revision. Uh, so I, I don't want to go ahead and and make fun of those things that could have gotten combed out. But I want to talk mostly about kind of those things that are just very, very lacking in this. And they it goes from chapter to chapter. There are some really good chapters in here. Uh, or when I say really good, comparatively so. Uh, <laughs> but I we don't want to get too mean with this, but we do want to be constructive. So uh, one thing one thing I found kind of funny with with this whole book yeah. is that on Amazon it gets pretty good reviews. Yeah, it does. It yeah, does. like a lot of people do jive with what he's saying. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> it's and it, hey, if you're one of those people that read this book and you think it's fantastic and you disagree with us that's fine (laughs) i take no insult to that like i'm not offended if if you found portions of this book uh inspiring and interesting because in all honesty like a story of a guy who gets in a bunch of trouble 
uh, because some speeding tickets and DUIs were upgraded to a federal level. And he has to refigure out everything out in a prison system. Um, that's an interesting story. And I think that's something that a lot of audiences can drive, can jive with. Uh, it's just that I feel that he did not execute that idea very well. And I'm gonna kind of go through on how probably this may not have been the best format for this. This may have been better as an autobiography. But until we get to that part, um, we're gonna do kind of a chapter by chapter review. Yeah. So, uh, gonna go a little bit back to chapter one, just kind of review you. Uh, did we only get to chapter one last? Yeah. No, we got to, we did chapter one and two, but I want to briefly recap because those guys are, if you want to skip to three, I'm okay. Uh, I, no, I don't know what's going on. I'm just putting a microphone up. Yeah, I got, <laughs> gotcha. And you do editing. You do editing. Yeah. And yeah. in all honesty, you have a wonderful laugh. Ha ha ha. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that part. Yeah, but one, in all honesty, you have a wonderful voice, Cameron. That's the cut we'll use. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll cut out that awkward part. Great. So, chapter one, slow it down. Speed is a root. So, he starts out with this quote. Would you go ahead and read that, Cameron, in chapter one? Speed is a reward earned from success, fueled by efficiency. Yep. I think those are a bunch of buzzwords. Like, I think it's a little bit difficult to... We did go over that last time, though. We did go over that last time. Uh, This first chapter, uh, which means that... This is the first chapter, which means that it should be the example of what the rest of the book should look like. It does that job, but it kind of not in a good way. Jerry tells a story where he is... uh, He nearly gets into, uh, like, a fight with a cellmate. Uh, but he also cuts off the story right before, like, he talks about the fight actually happening. So either he did not actually have a fight or this dude just beat him up and he did not want to talk about it. Or but maybe, it, I mean, it must have been a moment for him to put it in the book. Yeah. It's like, oh, I bumped into this guy and he looked at me strongly. And anyway. Yeah, like, like the prisoner next door shouts, knockout rules and his, and his, uh, mind goes well shoot (laughs) uh you know or and i'm like okay that's interesting so the guy yells knockout rules tell me what happens which is a great kind of on that your seat but like dude like it's kind of like if you were doing a driver's ed class and you're watching a video on like accident avoidance and you you get to the part where you're driving and then another guy just pulls up in the intersection and it just cuts. You don't yeah. see the actual swerve. You don't see a crash. It's just like, this is a moment. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> That's kind of like how half the like driver like accident DUI uh, PSAs go, I feel like. Well, at least the PSAs usually do like an aftermath thing of, hey, look, they actually crashed. No, this one's just, or distracted driving or all that. And this one's just, like, he was setting up for a fight. Anyway. Anyway, and then after that, it's just, yeah, yeah. So, this this chapter is supposed to support the general idea that life is the same inside and outside of prison and to help provide advice and it tells us to avoid trouble like he one of the weird things is he's like on on the back cover of this uh he goes ahead and says how it's for when you're going into a a new arena like school employment dating prison sobriety and more Uh, that's on the back cover there uh, Does he go into at all how it, how prison relates to those specific things? I know he mentions dating. I know uh, a little bit later he does mention dating, and it's not the kind of dating I would like to do. I don't think that's treating people right. Um, but at at any rate, no, he really doesn't go in like his his introductory story of hey. This is what prison is like, and this is how you're supposed to apply in in real life. Goes, nearly got into a fight with my soulmate. And also, these are ways that you cannot get beat up. And just a little side section of them. 
is uh, you should not talk to police on your own. You should not walk out of the shower with sandals off, and you should should not share food with people of another race than you. So, sure, those are definitely prison rules, maybe, or prison etiquette, but I do not see that applying in real life. So, I'm sorry, Jeremy, maybe this this book may work better if I were behind bars, uh, but this part does not not help me in my day-to-day life. Uh, but moving on to chapter two, um, show some respect for yourself first. Uh, the quote on that, uh, would you mind reading that, Cameron? Nobody's going to give you more respect than you give yourself. So hashtag get some. I actually do find that hashtag kind of charming. Though. Hashtag get some. <laughs> it's, it's weird, but like, I love it. Um, it's just weird to see a hashtag in the chapter qu- heading quote. It is. It is. And I think we're making the joke that, like, Gandhi's making all these quotes earlier. Yeah, just to recap, because we did go over some of this last time, but just to recap, these are in quotation marks. They're not quoting anything. Yeah, but it's like it's like you want to put an inspiring quotation at the beginning of each chapter. Then why put it in quotation marks? He yeah. does, does he even say these lines anywhere in the book? Sometimes they're like the next paragraph in and he just goes ahead and repeats the same idea just in the next thing. But like, it's 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 just dumb. So in this on the first page it says prison sucks and if you go ahead and go into page 25 at the beginning at the top there you'll see in bold but prison is effing fun and he kind of does this weird flip-flop in this chapter where he's like it's it's scary as hell it sucks he also talks a lot about disrespect and he he defines disrespect as an an intentional attack that is harmful and that's just not what it is. So, like, dude also just needs a dictionary. And I'm, it's just, it's just weird. He contradicts himself a lot in this and gives you advice on how to do push ups. Um, I need that advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real reason we're reading this book. That's a real reason. Nose to the floor. Uh, Back chap- straight. Chapter three. So, I think this is some new area. Uh, chapter three here. Maid service. Right. Yep. Terrible formatting, not going to go into the pedantic uh, rambling on that, but it's bad. Um, go ahead and read that quote, Cameron. When you present extreme self-respect, you can bank on receiving that level of respect back from your arena every time. Yeah, so... I don't feel like that's a good bank. It's. It isn't. It isn't, and... Also, like, self-respect isn't, you don't try to gain self-respect so that you can gain the respect of people around you. I think that's inherently self-contradictory. And I think that's what that quotation, and I'm using quotation marks to to say the word quotation there, uh, like air quotes. Quoteception. Quoteception. But, like... You should probably escape character that quote. That's a programmer joke. You're going to love that joke later, Cameron. There's like four people listening to this that are going to laugh at that. Anyway. That's great. Um, but anyway, like uh, like Jeremy in this chapter, he brags about a picture of his closet getting more likes than, quote, a picture of him with ten hotties or him in fancy cars or him with the coolest people or holding the largest amount of money, uh, which implies that he has pictures of all those things. This um, is a really long buildup. It is. It is a long buildup. Um, and it feels less of him trying to like emphasize how... Because where, where he's going with this is it's going to be something less exciting than all this, but it's yeah. the most important thing. But if, if he's really trying to yeah. milk the money and the hotties and all that yeah he's he wants really that paragraph is about him trying to brag and what it leads up to is yep people like a clean room so keep your room clean and that's the entirety of maid service which is spelled wrong because maid is 
supposed to be like made man, which is a word for like a soldier in a mafia. So it's supposed to be cool and mafia like, but it's a part about cleaning your room and he gives a list of things that you should clean. Uh, this is a in ten, this chapter. This is a ten page chapter, and yeah. you kind of described everything about it within two paragraphs. Yeah, and one of those paragraphs is very self complimentary. Um, anyway, next chapter, big primping. Basically, maid service, but instead of cleaning your room, you're cleaning yourself. Uh, the quote on here honestly isn't too bad. I honestly think this one holds some wisdom. Uh, Cameron, do you mind reading that one? When you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. I don't mind that one. I mean, yeah, it's the co- I mean, isn't it kind of the concept of the Minutemen and whatnot? Uh, well, that was Made Men. No, Minutemen. Like, yeah, in yeah. Revolutionary War times, it was the, the uh, Continental Militia's uh, they had the Minutemen, which were pretty much... Drop the hat, grab your gun, get out there. Exactly. Yeah. Within a minute, they can be combat ready because they were just always ready. Yep, yep. So yeah, yep. That's, that tracks. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, on this one, uh, staying ready and getting ready is always having a nice appearance and being well-groomed. So that's that's good. I think that's pretty positive, honestly. Um, uh, like maid service, but this one's about cleaning yourself. Hashtag if you ain't primping, if you got it. It ain't primping if you got it. Hashtag it ain't primping if you got it. So do we not need a primp? Yeah. Because what if we think we got it? In in case you forget how to clean and wash yourself, Jeremy provides a a pretty solid list of of things to do to go ahead and primp yourself so that you can be a successful primp. Uh, moving on to chapter five. I like how applied deodorant's the very last one on that list. Well, it's yeah, below no, clean it... shoes and clean your clothes. Like, if you like applied deodorant's that one thing that everybody kind of misses. That they... yeah. it's usually if there's one thing that someone doesn't do that they probably should do. Usually it's deodorant. Well, it's that that may be a little meta because it's also the thing he almost forgot. Oh. <laughs> So it's the last thing on the list. That might be a. We're probably looking a little too into that. I don't think that one's too big. I don't think that's. I know. I just gotta get something. (laughs) No. See, this is an audio medium. This is an audio. (laughs) I gotta point out the weird things on the list (laughs) because our users aren't gonna read this. That's true. Unless you want to leave a five star review and really like this. Uh, book. Because literally everybody has left a five-star review. I don't think I saw a single four-and-less-star review on Amazon. Anyway. Unless you want to fix that in another way, which... Hey, you do you. <laughs> if you do that, please read the book yourself. Don't just base it off our opinions, but... Yes, yes, yes. yes. Like, actually review the book, not recap what we've already yeah don't review bomb it just because is what we're saying like make your own opinions on it we're just giving you hours yeah 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 Yeah. uh chapter five appreciated from afar earn a high reward by holding back at first um jeremy teaches us the art of how to play hard to get in this chapter by playing it cool concealing your intentions and building excitement to meet which he means meeting, like, being met oh. of someone meeting you. It's a weird it, it, verb. It is. But I'm I'm okay with that. I feel like I'm kind of okay with that usage. You meet with that? I meet. That is it's, that it's, is meet with me. It's good to meet. It is good to meet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing in this chapter... I, I feel like nothing in this chapter makes you, like, a better person but it just makes you appear better and it's kind of like little a little like little tricks to get people to notice you more so like well it's like how to win friends and influence people the whole idea is you know put the focus on other people and make other people more important and then they will tend to want to be with you yeah because 
but this one's make yourself look important. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost the art of negging. Yeah, I do want to point out there's this uh, little subheading that <laughs> called seduce their minds. And the, the stuff directly below there does not really pertain to that subheading. But I just thought that subheading was funny. Um, that little portion below it is pretty funny as well. But like, I don't know. And at the very end of this chapter, he goes ahead and almost advertises that chapter again. Basically saying, uh, chapter 5, be featured from afar. And this will guarantee you higher starting level of respect from your group as they appreciate you for your position in the arena instead of just looking down at you. We're currently in chapter 5. This is the last paragraph of chapter 5. Why do we need... Why does he need to reference the chapter he's in? It's so weird. It's That, that is a little bit in minutia. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm dipping a little bit into that. <laughs> it kind of just goes back into the stream of conscious thing. Like, he's clearly just writing this as it comes to mind without much organization yeah. or cut and pasting because there's a lot of things that should be put in one chapter or you could trim out an entire chapter and put the same points in other ones like there's yeah. no pruning and he kind of just forgot what chapter he was already on because he probably kept writing for 10 pages and thought he was on chapter seven or something yep exactly um next chapter chapter six add value uh go ahead and read that cameron that beautiful quote from, I believe, Gandhi. <laughs> We've really got to think of someone else. I know, but I love Gandhi. I it love... always comes back to Gandhi. Like, even with me, it's like I try to think of some someone else, but no, it's always Gandhi. Okay, Aristotle wrote this one. <laughs> okay, Aristotle. I'm not good at everything, but I'm absolutely excellent at some things. Yeah, I would say that this chapter may have some strong themes of playing to your strength. Uh, it does an average job of, like, addressing the idea of playing to your own strengths. But it's it's really, <laughs> like, he rambles on a little bit. And there's this really funny part. And I, I don't want to have a ton of commentary because we can talk a long time about this beautiful section of, like, if... I think it was chapter three. We, we just read it where he was like, he added an entire paragraph of just trying to like, of just stroking his ego. Like, oh, I got pictures with a ton of girls and cool cards and the most amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> Objectively, the most. Anyway. Yeah, he, he said the largest amount of money, which. I didn't realize he was a billionaire, a trillionaire. A gazillion. <laughs> anyway. One million money. Anyway. Uh. I don't know if we can we can read this or we can skip over it. If we go ahead and read this, we might just cut it out if it turns too rude. And I think this is worth reading. Okay, but let's an- not let's not like really trash him in minutia on this one because I think it just kind of speaks for itself. In a way. Yeah. So I think it stops to about there. <clears throat> Add value. Although I had been on the yard for nearly a week and had been appreciated for numerous things from afar. One of my greatest strengths and values was unknowingly about to reveal itself. Any guesses as to what inmates would respect about me the most? Yes, I was stronger and more athletic than most inmates. And although I appreciate your recognition of those facts, they were not my number one asset. My good looks? Well, obviously. I mean, have you seen my About Me author picks? I love her having this up. It's just... I appreciate the compliments. But no, my best-known strength was not my devilishly good looks. Per the district attorney, Mr. Seagal is highly intelligent and is very well-spoken. Unquote. And yes, you are getting warmer, guys. My greatest strength was inside. But more specifically, please... Final guesses? More compliments? <laughs> Going once? Twice? Ah, yes! One more compliment. Was it your ability to comprehend, interpret, and utilize complex system rules and structure to gain power and influence through applying your skills towards solving problems for your group? 
So that he also makes what he did sound a lot more complicated. It's exactly how people asked him these questions. Like, yep, and that's exactly... It's quoted. Oh, goodness. It's, it's just... I, I had a good description of this. It's... And please leave us if you find it too egregious or bad or whatever, but it's masturbatory. Ooh. We're getting blue. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but that's <laughs> that's just the I I think that's just the best way to really describe this. Uh it's like he this is like a full page of him just saying, Well, these are all my amazing qualities, but you picked the wrong one. That's not my greatest one, you silly goose. Uh, this one? Oh no, you're so silly, ain't you? Yes, I am amazing, aren't I? Stop it. So I feel like he was trying to be humorous here. Like, yeah, you know, amping himself up, but also trying to make a bit of a joke with it. But the problem is it goes on way too long. Yeah. The the punchline long since ran out. Yeah. There there are a couple parts, like... In, in an early chapter where he does, like, one of those. He's like, well, thank you for noticing my good looks. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of charming. Okay, moving on. Uh, but, like, this does go on for a full page. And you're just like, come on, guy. Like, I, I gathered this from some other stuff, but you don't have to spell it out for me like this. So it's just, it's just egregious. It's egregious. Again, it goes back to this chapter. This whole book does not need to be as long as it is. It does not. It does not. Um, he does tell a story about how uh, using some prison rules, he was able to go ahead and basically make another prisoner's testimony like invalid. So that's when he. That's what he was saying of using his brains to do cool stuff. Um, he just took a limitless pill. Yeah, he just took a limitless pill and abused the system or uh, rock, rocked the system or destroyed the system. He says something egregious in the later part, but at, at any rate, he loses focus and rambles a ton. He adds, like, some additional hashtags. Um, and I find it really funny that he has that big, like... It's so weird that he has that big singular page about being very loud and complimentary to himself when the chapter before is being appreciated from afar <laughs> and the chapter after is called Quiet Confidence. Hey, you can you can appreciate good looks from afar. And if he's from afar, he's probably not he loud probably, enough to be heard. Or better looking, maybe. I don't know. No, he's... I mean, that, that's probably too mean. It's quiet confidence. He's, he's writing it. He's not speaking it. It's very quiet. He has, like, bold... Anyway, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> this is a hypothetical. <laughs> I'm moving on. Chapter 7, Quiet Confidence. <laughs> Basically, let's take everything from this first chapter and then dial it all back. Yep. So... Go ahead and read that. All right. This is from Plato. Yes. Those with power downplay it. Those without power exaggerate it. You know, that's... I think you're... That might be Sun Tzu. That does actually sound like Sun Tzu. Yeah, a little bit like Sun Tzu right there. But it's not accredited to Sun Tzu it is or not. anybody. And you know what? If Sun Tzu did say that, I'm sure he got it from Jeremy Seagal. <laughs> um, Jeremy is the true artist of war. Yeah, so this is basically chapter five again. He just references others, other chapters that adds, uh, the, he adds some quotes to it. Uh, some that I picked out are only depth can overcome weakness. You'll find this on the, the next page there. Only depth can overcome weakness. Become too strong for your weakness to impact you, which, those are two contradictory ideas, and I would love to give credit for him for fleshing out either of those ideas in a meaningful way, but he just kind of, this is stream of consciousness, and those two things came to mind probably around the same time, so they're right next to each other, and he he does not build on those. So, it's just... 
I think we need to reemphasize there's nothing wrong with writing stream of consciousness. Yes. It's wrong if you publish that stream of consciousness. Like you need to edit, you need to prune. Like nobody's first draft is great. You, not not because of spelling or anything, but just because organizationally, like you need to move things around. Yeah. And, and it doesn't. And even if you do go through with like a pretty heavy outline and and have a lot of uh a lot of resources already to to make it a good first draft. It's still not going to be in in a publishable uh, position if you go ahead and you have those resources of of organizing it a little bit better. There's still going to be things you need to prune, and still going to be things that you need to move around. So don't publish your first draft. Don't please. I that's you. No, I'm talking to you. Don't publish that first draft. Stop. Stop doing it. Okay. Just get your finger off that submit button for your, your fan fiction. Take it back and edit it. Yeah, and post it later. Yeah, don't don't not post it, but like send it to a friend or something and have them read it first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't and don't send it to us necessarily. Like though we do love reading stuff, like we don't want to read it here and trash it because that we we want to punish people like Jeremy, <laughs> not people like you who are looking for, like, to to be built up. Like this, this. is tangential. This is tangential. No, no. I'm, what I'm about to say is even more tangential. Oh, the, okay. there is a. Uh, I asked my sister of uh, if there were any bad books she read recently that she'd recommend that we talk about. I mm-hmm. uh, there was one that she linked and she mentioned it a little bit and said that it. It was one like a self-publish, and it had a ton of issues. But he, the the author seemed to take the bad reviews and would modify the book after the fact based on the reviews, which isn't great for writing. No, <laughs> that that's probably fine for game development or any sort of programming or something like that. It is not good for writing, and especially considering that it's <laughs> he's taken his other people's ideas it suddenly becomes someone else's writing and not his gotcha yeah one of the man i i have a lot to talk to you about this since i've recently uh rediscovered randon sanderson's uh writing yeah uh, lectures yeah he he talks about what good uh he, he basically says that when you're in a writing group that brings work to the table and you guys workshop it together. Um, your job isn't to go ahead and make someone else's book uh, yours. Yours. But you're, you're trying to make their book the best that their book can be. And uh, you're, you're not inserting your own ideas. Mm-hmm. And you're also not trying to insert others' ideas whole cloth into your own uh as as good or bad as they may be the the goal of a writing group and a constructive kind of habitat like that should be to to build one another up and uh while keeping that personality and that uh concise nature that that belongs to a writer's voice anyway back back to this he also uh posts the picture of his car which he talks quite a bit about in his book in in the chapter quite confidence he has a picture of his his sports car <laughs> uh which i kind of find charming because his license plate says rental and i kind of like that but he he misses the mark on how he talks about it i feel because he does go into detail about why he has a rental as the license plate for his purchased sport, uh, supercar. Yeah. But he spent so much time talking himself up about how, like, yeah. look at how humble I am. Yeah. That it kind of, like, it's a it, good... It ceases to be quiet confidence. Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have more, more to add on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chapter, chapter 8. Assert or hurt. Uh, go ahead and read the quote here. I, I will get to... What's... That's quite the title. It is quite the title here. Dig your feet so deep that the world is forced to bend to your dreams. That's like a that's like a supervillain there. That's like Doom, like Doctor Doom 
right there. <laughs> that's that's comic book supervillain, yeah. definitely. Dig your feet so deep that the world is forced to bend to your dreams. <laughs> like just <laughs> that's so supervillain. It's very bane. It is. It's very bane. It is. Um, the first page of this is. Dig your feet so deep <laughs> that the world is forced to bend to your dreams. That's not Bane. I don't know where I was going with that. Keep that. Keep that in. Don't you dare delete that. The fire rises. Uh, so the the first the first part of this is honestly pretty aggressive, just as aggressive as the title and the uh, and the quote there, but. Uh, despite that early chapter aggression, this chapter is mostly about having the confidence to not be pushed around, and he later corrects his title and writes it differently as assert or be hurt, meaning if you don't stick up for yourself, people are going to step over you. So that sounds way better, but it does not mesh with the... The quote that he chose for the heading. Definitely not. No, there's there's still this underlying aggression. So he, he fails at this execution of, hey, hey, little guy, don't don't let folks uh, push you around. Uh, instead, he's like, hey, big guy, keep being assertive because you don't want to be like that little guy. And that's just kind of how it mm-hmm. it, it sounds. And. Though you can try to insert like, well, that's not how he how he's uh, meaning it. It he he wrote it that way, so that's that's just how it feels, and it's not it's not he he could have trimmed it, he could have made it better. And that's what it all comes down to with this book. I feel like is he needed a proofreader that wasn't a yes man. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot. He does lose his way. After a while and just kind of rambles. Well, we do. We we really do. <laughs> oh man, what am I doing with my? I'm kidding. <laughs> We're making a podcast. We're making a podcast. Do you have any idea how much time we have invested into this book? More time than he has. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's probably the rudest thing I've said about him. Um. Definitely, it's taken more time for him to go ahead and pen all this down. But has it? I, I feel, it doesn't feel like it. Don't don't make me question this. <laughs> I don't I don't want to think that I've put more work into this than he has. <laughs> no, no, he he definitely did. Like it's not what we're saying. Okay. Right. Anyway, point is, okay. we've spent so much time and effort on this book. What are we doing with our lives? Yeah, what are we? Uh, chap- skipping over to chapter nine. <laughs> Uh, chapter nine, I do not mind. This is, uh, page 87 there. Uh, go ahead and read that quote. Invite people to like you with high energy excitement. I feel like if that was done in like a high pitched cartoonish voice, it would be like a, a knockoff Tinkerbell. Invite other people to like you with high energy excitement. Uh Uh-huh. Oh no, <laughs> Mickey, get away! <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, like I feel like there's just something, uh, there's something just a little. Anyway, I'm not gonna undo, undo, go through that here. Hype Man is a chapter that is essentially uh, talk less, smile more. It's not a bad chapter. Uh, it maybe even leads into some some positives and maybe a net positive as far as this book goes. Uh, it's about conversation skills, but the chapter kind of has some, like, I, I get the sense that it's more about how to, like, manipulate people into feeling excited and happy around you and how to go ahead and just be excited around them so that they can feel your excitement and kind of get addicted to it in a sense. Give them the soma. Yeah, it's it like I just kind of get that. I might be reading a little bit too into it, um, and and that might just be my own biases in in reading this. But 
like he literally has a, a large section about how to get people to trust you with their deepest desires and worries. Uh, and there's some though, though this is like a decent chapter on like how to help people relate to you and how to how to engage people in conversation. Like a part of me can't help but feel like this is for someone who wants to know how to abuse that system. And I don't, I don't know. I'm a little conflicted. It's still not, still not entirely bad, but the execution is a little, uh, a little malicious. Uh, not, not intentionally maybe, but it comes off a little bit like that way. Object versus target is chapter 10. Uh, go ahead and read that quote. Still getting there. Sorry. There yeah. it is. I, I hope our listeners like the sound of the page turning. Now, isn't yeah. that something? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, go ahead and read that quote for me. Object versus target. A target is something we aim at, where an object is something we avoid. So, this is kind of the beginning of his, like, uh, his weird false dichotomies. He has quite a few of these later in this book and I feel like he was running out of ideas but essentially he takes he takes two words and he goes ahead and he reduces them into two categories of people and one category has all the bad and the other category has all the good one category is positive and and uh they don't need other people's approval to to have confidence they don't they're really self-assured uh, they're strong, and the other group they're they're lazy, they're weak, they they need other people, uh, they're they're dependent. And, and he calls those objects. And he calls those people objects in this do th- chapter. Do you think he's aware that object is the root of the word objective, which is something you strive for? It, yeah, it it was also very poor because when when I first read, Big Ray was a target. In this, I was like, oh, so that's someone that, like... We aim at, we want to be like Big Ray, right? He's he's our target, but no, it's, it's Big Ray is, is the one that's getting shot at. Yeah. I feel so like that, that just... everything comes down to, I think, that heading needed to be... The target is something that gets aimed at instead of something we aim at. Because it makes it sound like a target's a good thing. Yeah. And it's it, it it's weird, and it's and it's poor writing. It's a weird dichotomy. And object and target are synonyms. Yeah, it this this chapter lacks a ton of nuance, and I'm just I'm done with it. I'm gonna literally skip it because but that's that's all you need to know. Because getting into the weeds of what means what in there is useless because it's a false dichotomy. And he just describes all the bad things to one side and all the good things to another. And that's all you need to know. Chapter 11, fight yourself. Yeah, go ahead and read this. Read this quote here. I mean, jokes on him. I beat myself up every day. (laughs) No. (laughs) When you're new, STFU and fight the urge to be you. He just rhymed you with you. I mean, letter you with not with word you, but still. I'm w- I'm not sure if he intended to rhyme it. I think there's three U's in there. There's when you're new, STFU, and fight the urge to be you. Yeah, this is literally two two pages. It's the last chapter of part one. Um, he says these two pages literally don't explain what he means by his chapter title and is made of quote. Just kind of lists the previous chapters that happened. And Let repeat. go of false pride is one of the one of the sentences in this. Yeah, it's that's one thing that he mentioned in the previous one as a in the false, false dichotomy one because one had good kind of pride and the other one had a false pride. And I'm like, does he at least define the difference? Hardly, no. Okay, so. One, so he's saying, be pride, be proud of yourself, but don't be prideful. It, yeah, it's 
it's it's dumb. And there is there is a distinction. I, there is, yes. But but at the same time, like it's kind of his it, job as the author, uh, author to explain it. Yeah, and to be clear and concise in your metaphors. If you're going to go ahead and make a a dichotomy, make it a dang good one because putting things and people, especially into a dichotomy, is a dangerous way of thinking. Um. Anyway, uh, so the the only thing that comes close to an explanation of what he means in this chapter is uh, when he says, you're going to have to fight the urge to act how you think you should because this arena is new. Um, and unpacking that is weird. So he's like, okay, so don't don't think the way you usually think. And then literally the next paragraph he says, uh, let go of false pride, fixate on logic instead of emotion. So he's telling you, think, don't feel, but also don't think the think that you usually think. It, like... You wouldn't think it be like it is, but it do. Yeah, it's just one, like the... It's just dumb, and, and... So it's like, you think the thoughts, but not the thoughts you would normally think. But how do you navigate that? How do you navigate that advice? Because it's it's kind of like throw away the first idea you have, but there's all like then that can just go into self doubt. And if you're like, well, don't have self doubt, then confidence would be just doing the thing you first thought. So it's just this chapter's two pages, and it's. Half of that is just, like, one page is essentially just listing the previous chapters, and it's done. So, I'm moving on again. Getting into part two. Ooh, there's multiple parts. Yes, this one feels exactly the same as the previous one. I feel like we have spent forever on this book, and we're not even a third of the way through it. Nope. (laughs) And all we've been doing is just doing chapter headings and whatnot. Yep, yep, yep. Chapter headings and summaries. Part two, integration, uh, a.k.a. try not to stab someone. He He's really bad at keeping concise titles, hence why the chapter of this book itself, like, doesn't have a colon for a subheading. It's just one long title, and this is true in here as well. Go ahead and read that quote, Cameron. All right, this is from Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Stay in your group while keeping your shank out of someone else. All right. So at the very beginning of this, I remember him saying, let's go get this fool. Oh. <laughs> and now we're supposed to not stab people. Yeah, are we shanking someone or not? <laughs> it's, it's so Come weird. on, Jeremy. So here's the thing. I'm not advocating for violence here. So maybe there's some good advice in here about how not to shank people. Um. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's not being literal, or at least we hope he's not being literal. No, no, he's he's not being literal. But his metaphors keep butting heads. Also, like, he, when he talks about prison, it's pretty clear that he's almost just talking about prison, and there's nothing that you can really apply to real life. Because prison, in in an extremely high-security uh, high prison, like, that's just not life. That's not, like, life elsewhere. People are, you're not planning to stab me, are you? I mean, after this gets rich and popular and I'm the only other shareholder, <laughs> you're not going to try to stab me, right? we got to get something in contract, you know, some exit clause. I'll do some drafting. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this... This chapter is a pretty poor thesis statement. You realize that if one of us dies, that's gonna. This is gonna be really. Oh yeah, this is gonna incriminate you pretty, pretty heavily, Cameron. When that happens, when? Oh no. Uh, So pretty crappy thesis statement in this chapter. So, so much. It's just not a good proper summary of what's to come and what isn't. But, like, he he just rambles in this chapter, and he throws in st- things like, uh, fit enough to learn and survive by, but stand out enough 
that you're allowed to lead and thrive. And he uses stuff like build strength in your core, which he uses consistently later on. But I'm like, I don't think you know what your core is. I think that's just a buzzword for you, for maybe your soul, your person as a whole, instead of what I think that means in exercise videos, which is your abs. <laughs> I mean, he's got a photo just on the opposite page here from doing deadlifts with a hashtag do some deadlifts and hashtag don't get raped once again yes and hashtag don't get raped which doesn't seem to be fitting with hashtag do some deadlifts um, it's that's weird this in this entire thing it's not a good introduction to anything it's almost irrelevant to this that entire little introduction to part two has nothing to do with it and as i pointed out last time the last chapter's of something generally has a better summary hence why he listed all the previous chapters in chapter 11 because that was the last chapter in that part mm -hmm. that part is literally the he uses the last chapter to summarize what's going to happen instead of using the first chapter of something to truly like make a thesis and kind of build the roadmap ahead so it's like it's that can all be fixed in in editing and it's and chapter twelve <laughs> <laughs> chapter twelve be selfish uh go ahead and read that Cameron be selfish enough to be selfish enough to gain well before you're selfless this is a hard sentence to say yep be selfish enough to gain well ah he needs punctuation yep. Be selfish enough to gain well before you're selfless enough to give. So, this chapter actually does not have that terrible of a premise, but it's poorly executed and phrased often, because, like, he still ascribes to, like, a really macho alpha male version of strength. So when he talks about uh, strength in gaining things. It it's all very super superficial. It's just weird. It does end on like, but but here's the thing: the the good point that I'm kind of gonna give him credit for here, because it, I think he actually makes this point. In this is like if you if you can take care of yourself and then a little bit more. That little bit more you can then help other people with. And then you can build other people with. He really doesn't do too well in describing how he builds other people up or how you should go about that. Um, but that general idea, I think he carries enough well through it. So this is probably my first thumbs up. Good job, Jeremy. Neat. Yeah. Do we have a bell to ring? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it does end on the uh, hilarious point where he tries to conclude his chapter by saying, be selfish, then selfless, then be fondled. Okay, rewind. Be selfish, then be selfless. Yep. Then be... Fondled. Fondled. Yes. Which I'm not going to describe for our viewers, uh, and and what that entails. It's just it's not the word that I expected that to go. No, it's um, like be selfish. Okay, okay, be selfless. All right, yeah, yeah. Then, 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 then why? Like he, he has he fondled. He has an entire chapter about fondled and being fondled and fondling others, and he uses that as it's a very poor word. For meaning, uh, basically, admire people and dote on them. I mean, I guess. It's, that's generally how he uses it. There's a little bit of inconsistency, but that's what I gather is the most concise version of how he uses it in this book. It doesn't go, it doesn't mesh well with hashtag don't get raped. No, no. You want to be fondled, but don't get raped. Hashtag. Don't get raped. Or don't don't be raped. Don't hey, get raped. Dude, I don't know. Don't get raped. Anyway. I don't keep track of his hashtags. Don't get raped. Don't get raped. Okay. 
Um, chapter 13, Thrive by the Rules. This is another good chapter. Good chapter. Don't entirely agree with uh, the general premise here. Go ahead and read that quote. Because this is a Disney reject from Jafar. <laughs> Go ahead and read this one, Cameron. Should I do it in like a Jafar voice or something? However you want to do it. I'm okay if you do it in your regular voice. Right, you don't right. have to commit to... Good, because I don't think I really know Jafar that well. No, no, no. If he who what? No. No, that wasn't that actually wasn't bad, but however you want. However right. you want. If he who has the gold makes the rules, then he with the rules has the gold. That's not how anything works. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he wouldn't like being someone, you know, in the justice system, I feel like he probably like that yeah. seems not meshing well. No, that is not. Um, the people, I, I feel like there's a lot of abuses in the justice system, uh, and this is me once again projecting, but he actually goes over a bit of this himself, which I'm very proud of Jeremy for. Like, it has some of, some of my most favorite parts. It's honestly a surprise, surprisingly cohesive chapter, uh, all things considered, and then it rambles off a little bit to the end, but it's still good. All good things here. So, um, he goes ahead and he talks about the prison system, how he got in there. Uh, there's a big section here on, on next page there, 120. Would you read that, Cameron? Right Starting here. from that paragraph? Yeah. The absolute fact is that I've never committed a felony in my life. All my crimes are misdemeanors at best, but the laws are set up to enhance petty crimes to felonies after you receive enough of them. For the actual crimes I pled guilty to, I was supposed to receive zero jail time, and once the courts made the decision to issue a prison term, I was supposed to get about six months extra jail time. When I received a 200-month prison term, rather than running from the pain, I made the immediate decision to accept my fate, and at that moment transitioned my entire focus to answering these two questions. What do I know about obtaining an early prison release, and where can I find what I don't know? Yeah, so in all honesty, if this was this is like the the call for action for him. If he was if this was a three act structure or a um hero's journey kind of story, this would be the call to action and this is him actually responding to that action after some kind of denial and being like, "You know what? I'm going to get out of this. I'm I'm going to find a way to reduce my sentence." And I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this. And he went ahead and having the rest of the book being the experiences and the trials of oh no, my prison sentence can actually gain more if I get into a fight here. Or oh no, um you know, he, he has a story of uh a, a cellmate making contraband and then trying to blame him for that contraband. Um, and all these things threaten his early release. Um, so, like, there's some tension that could happen here. Uh, he does not execute that on the rest of the book, so I'm not going to give him credit for it. But if this was near the beginning, and if this was not framed as a self-help book, but was framed as, like, a like an autobiography of some kind, like, this would... This part is excellent. I feel like he should have made an autobiography. It should have. Because he's got all these stories that don't really help his points ever. Yeah, they don't They don't help the average reader who's got a new job. Yeah. Or he, going to school. He tries to report it like it does, but it really doesn't. But there's still stories that are important to him. Yeah. So I feel like if he just told his story of prison, how he got in, how he got out, and what he learned from it, that would have made for a much better read and probably would have gotten his same points across yeah yeah exactly so i i honestly really like this chapter he does talk about um and i i think it's almost almost like a, a character foil like there's this really nice guy that he meets in prison he's been there for a long time and has a long sentence and like you can kind of see him going from this point of Oh no, I've, I've got a really long sentence and I could be here longer if I don't navigate this correctly because I can get an increased sentence time if 
violence happens or if I feel like or if I get dragged into a gang and they force me to stab someone or mm-hmm. if I get stabbed then all my all my life is gone all of a sudden. And here's this person who is safe in this prison system, but he is old and he's been there a long time and he's stuck there. And that is a really good image for like the second kind of danger that is not immediate, but it's the danger of being there mm-hmm. and ha- and staying there. So like, mwah. this chapter would have been a great chapter two or three of four, like an autobiography. Yeah. Would have been great. Um, but instead it's page 121 of a self-help book. Yeah. Chapter 14, also not bad, bad, I do have an issue with the title. <laughs> stab your anxiety. <laughs> That's how you do it? You just stab it? You stab your anxiety. You stab it. Stab it. <laughs> stab your anxiety. I mean, because, yeah, someone who's having an anxiety attack will understand that perfectly clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Um, this, this, I feel like, is... Something, some advice you'd get from a guru. Not stab your anxiety exactly, but... You must stab your anxiety, grasshopper. The the quote here is... Reduce your anxiety and regain control of your direction. Reduce my anxiety. Reduce it. Reduce it. Reduce it. I figured it out. That's... That's the answer. That's the answer. Also, it kind of seems like it's written in a game tutorial way. Reduce your anxiety and regain control of your direction. It's like loading screen. I forget what game it was, but there was some game with a loading screen that said, uh, to win, reduce your opponent's health points to, to zero <laughs> while keeping your health points above zero. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it works. That's, that seems like the kind of snarky stuff that would be in a Dark Souls, but the Dark Souls loading screens actually just have item descriptions. And then lore and whatnot. And lore. So those are actually better, and, but I still think it would be pretty funny and snarky if they had, like, <laughs> hey, don't die. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you, they can't do that, though, because the title, the subtitle of the Game of the Year edition is called Prepared to Die. Yeah. This one, it's great, but I, I'm not going to give him any credit for actually, for this chapter. Because I'm pretty sure he just stole all of this off of different articles and different books. Because uh, it's he, he's talking about how you can challenge negative thoughts and focus on your breathing and uh, embrace an, an, an anti-anxiety lifestyle and exercise and try laughing. And so, like, there's a lot of things in here that are like, yeah, try this method of reducing anxiety. And they're actually, like... Yeah, try a breathing technique. Get used yeah. to get used to breathing or meditation. Like eat better, exercise more. It's and that's all good. It's all the. It's just the stuff like try to live a anxiety free life. Like, like yes, the other stuff: eat well, exercise, breathing exercises. Yeah, those are actually good stuff. But live a anxiety free life. It doesn't work like that. It it may not, but I'm still gonna disagree with you, and I'm actually gonna defend the book but my issue with the book on this one is i feel like this this stuff was just copy pasted from articles all right so i i feel like having a goal to live an anxiety free life is a is a noble goal but hyper fixating on it is counterproductive definitely okay so i i can see there i think this might be a good place to end i think we're ending kind of on a positive note here because the next Spots are going to be, well, chapter 15 is be disagreeable. And I'm going to disagree on some of his points here. Be disagreeable. Okay. Make sure they know when your vision is different. This chapter, sorry, I'm actually. Yeah, I'm let's, just going to put a, a, a bookmark in that and we'll come back to it next yeah. week. Yeah. Because we can keep going. We can keep going. And I, I got the bullet points to do it, baby. <laughs> but, but like I'm yeah this this book is a rabbit hole Jeremy why why did you do this to me you cursed me I like how he has all these photos throughout the book that have like subtitle of the 
of the chapter and then the current year. Reduce anxiety, 2017. Yeah. And that's not the first time I've seen that. Like, he he does that a lot. Yeah, like it's some kind of event, especially when it's other people. Fight discomfort to find your power, 2017. And that's him doing deadlifts. Yeah. Yeah. He has, he has another one that it's one of those, like, 2017s and you're like, oh, like... Was this him and these people agreeing that they're doing this thing here? Or is this just a, like, him taking this picture with folks and then repurposing it for whatever he's doing? Which, it's going to be the second, because there's no, uh, as far as I know, there's not like, what is it, like a conference? Like a con? A convention? convention? It's not like a convention for reducing anxiety adding value 2017 get your tickets today (laughs) you just have someone someone going up on stage talking about some new cryptocurrency stab your anxiety 2017 (laughs) anyway anyway um thank you for listening to page burners yeah how do we want to leave on this one you just want to if you enjoyed what you listened to uh leave a comment or whatnot i do all the good stuff I don't know what I still don't know what we're posting this on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Just uh, leave leave a nice review, and uh, yeah, make make sure to to share it with friends and family, and maybe maybe Jeremy Seagal, you know, if <laughs> if, you, if you happen to happen to know him. <laughs> that said, I we do need to, I do want to reemphasize like these are our opinions of this book. Uh, if you have the urge to reach out to the author, make sure you get your own opinions of the book. Yes. Uh, re- read it yourself. Don't, don't like, review bomb it without having read it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Be, yeah, be so, good people. <laughs> yeah, so support the author if you want to go ahead and read a book like this. Go ahead and buy it. And again, this is Different Suits, Same Stripes by J- Jeremy Seagal, also known on Amazon as From Prison to Penthouse. Yep, yep, yep. Alright. Yep, I'll talk. See you. See you next yeah. time. I'm Cameron. Now I'm Jacob. And this is Page Burn. Page Burn. Is that how we're gonna go out? I, I guess. Do that, or we just fade out to nothing. I like.